say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never brought an animal back to life by throwing it down a bottomless pit. We do it the old-fashioned way, by burying it in an old Indian burial ground in New England. This is Hysteria 51. Sometimes. I wouldn't say sometimes. Yeah, John. Ground went sour. Just like we like it. (laughs) True. (laughs) We are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I am your host, John Goforth, and alongside is my co-host and the man voted most likely to throw the bodies of dead animals into bottomless pits in high school, Mr. Brent Hand. Really, uh, really had to reach out for that one, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only as good as the source material. That's all I can say. Don't sell yourself short, John. You've ruined plenty of episodes that had good source material too. I've ruined. Yes. But you're, you're no. not, entire episodes have literally. Hush, John, it's okay. We understand. You're a meat sack. It isn't your fault. You <laughs> suck. <laughs> if, uh, if you're wondering what's going on, well, first. Welcome to the podcast, and uh, you've got some homework to do. Oh, and also, that, that robot you're hearing, it's Conspiracy Bot. I built Seabot to edit, produce, and I guess generally help the show or the podcast, and he does none of those things. But uh, on the flip side, wait. Man, no, no, there is no flip side. He pretty much just sucks, John. Sucks like a basketball <laughs> through pantyhose panty panties. T-T-T Boston Tea Party Sam Adams She's Muffins. And the other idiot you just heard from is Seabot's robotic creation, Kyle. He sits comfortably at the intersection of poorly conceived and poorly executed. Well, then he's perfect for this dumpster fire. Speaking of dumpster <laughs> fires, Seabot, the United States presidential election happened, or, well, I suppose, uh, as of this moment, is still happening. And while, uh, as of the time of this recording, the outcome has not yet been decided, I think it's pretty safe to say you will not be our next president. I've got lawyers working on it. We're still fighting the good fight. Lawyers? What lawyers do you have working on it for you? Remember that hobo we walked past the other day that I tried to shock? Well, we got to talking and it turns out his podiatrist is also a lawyer. I like him because he's efficient. <laughs> I'm going to ask. I shouldn't, but efficient. Uh, how so? Like the Lincoln lawyer, where Matthew McConaughey does all of his lawyering out of the back of a Lincoln. My guy is like that. Only it's a 1983 Ford Econoline, two-tone brown. So, the Econoline lawyer... <laughs> Eco-lawyer, please. He prefers brevity, as do I. So, the Eco-lawyer <laughs> is going to file lawsuits in an effort to do what, exactly? Make me president. Uh, on what grounds? Like, what's the actual complaint you're going to file in court? Simple. I should be president and anything else is silly. Yeah, that's, I, I, that tracks. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure there's actual legal precedent. It's for on that. brand, uh, though. <laughs> it's true, and that's why you aren't a successful lawyer slash podiatrist. I, once again, I that tracks. <laughs> you can't argue with the point. <laughs> uh, no, no, you can't. Um, I think we're all better that Seabot. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, um, we're all relieved probably that he he didn't get enough votes to um 
even make it on the ballots. Seabot, Kanye West got more votes than you did. Every single ballot I filled out for dead people had my name on it, so frankly, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Wait, how did, you, how did you get all the names and addresses of the dead people? Dude, they weren't dead when I took the ballots. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, probably where we move on before litigation for real starts in. <laughs> uh but um speaking of moving on john we're moving on to a hole kind of like his head or well there's two holes in it for toast but uh yeah this one's in the ground and it's a special hole john don't know much about this week's topic i'm assuming it's a porno featuring the spice girl yeah it's mel's deep hole and uh <laughs> we're gonna try to fill it I, I I mean, we, let's just get that out of the way right now. Just go ahead and make all of it, all the jokes. Holy shit, though, man! These fucking crazy Mel's holers, and I, I'm using that as a, a way to describe them. It's probably I'm not going to say it's the most, but it's one of the most requested topics ever. And why, John? I have no idea. I I got an idea. It's a fun i. It's a fun topic, but it's just crazy that so many people. I really dig in Mel's hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I would say back to them is, so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> uh, what they wanted was this fucking episode. And we finally did a contest on Patreon. And the winner was Dwayne, or as frequent listeners here might know him from his voicemails, uh, Dwayne, a.k.a. Snatch Twat. <laughs> as he goes by uh he was uh, we we let him pick the topic and he picked mel's hole Dwayne snatch twat we enjoyed your voicemail so much we literally stopped doing it as a feature on the show <laughs> i kid i kid i kid it's just a joke he did though john he requested and i you know i figured it was time if good old snatch twat asks you to inspect a big hole you do it. He says without a hint of irony. Sage-like advice there, Kyle. I am actually proud of him for once. Noted. <laughs> I can actually see <laughs> where that would be the case. <laughs> Not surprising. So without further ado, John, are you ready to go spelunking in a bottomless hole? Again? <laughs> I can't wait. All I, right. I just, I can't wait. Well, I think the number one question and the number one question I had when I first heard about this a while ago is what the fuck is a Mel's hole? Because <laughs> that's, that this should be where your head goes. It's a good place to start. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. It's the story that is so much bigger than any of its actual parts, so to speak. That is actually spot on for some reason, and I don't know why he included that, but it, it's true. Uh, it's the story that doesn't go away. Also, this is the story that uh, facts and common sense be damned, <laughs> which um, it fits right in with a lot of the shit that we talk about, actually, I think is what I'm getting at with that statement. Well, and you said, how is Seabot so correct about this? I mean, what he said is true of, of so many of the topics that we that we talk about being bigger than the sum of their parts. And also, uh, you know, a broken clock's right twice a day. Well, that's true. It's kind of like, remember Skinny Bob? You know, the fanfare around it is almost bigger than yeah. the story itself. But getting that aside, let's actually get to the story of Mel's Hole. And the 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 root of the story, the short little elevator pitch, so to speak, or whatever, uh, goes something like this. The GoFopedia? Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's almost like we need to have that as a website or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. There's said to be a bottomless pit near Ellensburg, Washington. 
a pit with a strange pet cemetery like powers. And I'm, I'm glad that as I was uh, making notes, I was making notes and I kept writing pet cemetery with the S and my computer kept saying, no, it's with a C. And I'm like, add a dictionary. <laughs> Cause I think, I think it's fine either way. I, I, I was actually really confused by that when I was typing. I'm like, wait, which so, so S is right. Only. So it was spelled wrong on the, on, in the book. Cause whoever had put like the sign up didn't know how to spell cemetery. So the movie, everything was spelled pet cemetery. S. So it's funny as I was making notes though, it kept telling me, no, I'm like, I want to spell this like my mind is telling me to spell it. That makes so much more sense. Now I was, I was, I was really confused when I was doing my research, but, <laughs> um, but that also shows you how we do our research rather than spending more time with more websites that are about the actual thing. We're both looking at clips of old pet cemetery <laughs> of the old pet pet cemetery movie. So it's a pit that defies all science. If you ask old Mel and people that say they've been there, and it's really hard to find when tasked with proving its existence. Much like a lot of the things we talk about, it's also one of the it, like. Hey, doesn't mean we won't cover it, but it is one of those one of those out there outlandish stories with a single source representation right. of, of truth right um there aren't multiple people that have have well i shouldn't say that we will we will get to old uh, uh red crow uh in a bit was it red crow red eagle red fox <laughs> something like that something. He, um but you know, he uh he's just reinforcing yeah. mel's story yeah. mel is the originator of said story and we do have a jumping off point for this story because the first time it's ever uh, proven to be brought up is on the show of shows, Coast to Coast AM, back in the golden days of Art Bell. That is where a lot of people out there around our age or younger, even older, kind of cut their teeth in this world of the weird, so to speak. On Coast to Coast. Yeah. And that's that's the point I was trying to make. Like uh, Mel goes on to be on the show talking about Mel's Hole and associated uh, things. Four or five times. Mm -hmm. And that is the extent of the, I guess, original reporting we have right. on this. Right. Now, there are others that have, have definitely, and we're going to get into that, thrown their hat into the ring. But uh, the brunt of all of it, well, the brunt of everything comes from really two sources. Mel talking to Coast to Coast AM, and then there is some interaction with Mel and a couple of websites that dried up a very long time ago. But we do have some accounts uh, as far as that goes. But the first account and, you know, our, our jumping off point was February 21st, 1997. And that night a guy calls in claiming to be Mel Waters is the name he used. And Mel needs us to know about his hole. <laughs> Mel said that he had some property nine miles west of Ellensburg in Kittitas County, Washington. Kittitas County, I believe. K-I-T-T-I-T-A-S. Kittitess, Kittitty is what it you, is. You, you nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. And on said land is, you guessed it, a hole. But no, not just any hole. Nay, a mysterious hole. I used to go by the name Mystery Hole when I fought for crime in the 60s. I just can't with him today, John. And and see, by what exactly do you mean you fought for crime? I meant what I said. <laughs> I that believe checks. he probably does. Yeah. Anyway, according to good old Mel Waters, the hole is deep. And we're going to come back to that because just kind of how deep it is. And there's a three and a half foot thick stone retaining wall around the hole, extending about 15 feet down. And the pit has been on this plot of land since before 
the previous owner had lived there and the previous owner was old and had lived there for, you know, many, many, many decades. So it's old and the land is next to get ready for it. Native American land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's always something that they throw out Mm -hmm. there. Like, Ooh. And then, you know, I, I'm sure we can get conspiracy about to throw in a, (laughs) like an eagle or a hawk flying by, you know, (laughs) that'll work. Yeah, and it's really, really deep. How deep is it? Well, you know, a feller wants to find out how deep that hole or well might be on his his property, so he tries to measure it. Now, at first, he does what any good citizen in Washington would do, is he puts some life savers on the end of a rope, and he lets it down to 1,500 feet. See, he figured if he hit water, he'd know because they'd get wet, the rope would be wet, they would start to deteriorate. Nay, nay, no water dissolved any of the candy, no water on this, the rope or anything was indicated. You, one other thing you mentioned that there's this retaining wall around it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> in theory, someone built that wall. Right. And we're also saying that this hole is really deep. Some have right. claimed it's bottomless, uh, which I don't really know what bottomless means. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Uh, Shakey's will kick you out, and there is an end to their bottomless cheese fries, so fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Shakey's. It's diarrhea, but in buffet form. Um, I think that was their tagline for a while. Anyway, here's the thing. How about being the guy that had, you said it went 15 feet down. 1,500 feet down before he No, 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 no. Uh, The retaining wall. Yeah, the retaining wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 feet down. How about being the guy that's installing that? So if you fall, no big deal, only you're going to fall for eternity. Well, everyone's seen that scene in, uh, what was it, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, where they fall to hell. Ah! God, this is a deep hole. Should we start screaming again? <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> you guys want to play 20 questions? Okay. Ah! <laughs> Just falling forever. It's what was happening to Loki uh, when he was- Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> uh so like i said the lifesaver trick it didn't hit anything but he wants to figure out exactly how deep it is so he he used to do some offshore fishing and those have i think you've actually done some offshore fishing oh yeah john oh yeah you know uh, those big reels they have they're gigantic oh yeah and the test line is you know hundreds and hundreds well it's insane i mean i i caught a, a seven and a half foot marlin and i mean i the thing must have weighed every bit of 300 pounds yeah and you know you've got this fishing line that it's not like it looks like rope it looks like you know high test fishing line that holds no problem but in in all seriousness brent he said that uh the the line yeah uh, he's he's gonna uh, use that he got eighty thousand feet of line so far he was buying it in five thousand foot increments yeah he he tied some weights to the bottom and he starts just dropping it in and dropping it in and dropping it in. And and one, one of the things to think about with that, now I did not sit and spend the time actually doing the, the physics and calculus required mm-hmm. to figure it out. Actually, it's probably not calculus. But anyway, the point is I didn't sit and figure it out. But that, that doesn't hold to me 80,000. Like eventually the weight of both the force of gravity on the weight on the bottom and then just the 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 mass of the the string itself it would weigh so much it would snap like you can't it couldn't it couldn't go on forever 
Right, right. Now, you know, I don't think eighty thousand feet. I don't know that they're gonna. He said he was using offshore shit. I think that's just his way to get around any of those naysayers, you know, because you don't have nine hundred pounds of of line, probably. Well, and that's not to mention the temperature would have been so hot at that point. Well, that, that's you know. fucking. We're gonna get into that, John. You're telling tales out of school. That's physics. They don't. They don't fucking matter when you're on Native American adjacent voodoo holes. Oh, yeah. fuck. Okay. I'm, anyway, yeah, it's super right. deep, motherfucker. That's all that matters. And it's spooky. It's so spooky. If you throw something dead in it, it comes back. Just like they said they did with his neighbor's dog. Uh, Mel's own dog, however, though, he was terrified of the pit and refused to go by it. The neighbor supposedly had a hunting dog. It died. He throws it in the hole. A couple days later, the dog's running around. Still got the same collar and everything. They're like, come here, boy. Come here, boy. And it wouldn't come to them and ran off. <laughs> as you are one to do when you you're back from the dead well sometimes dead's bad yeah well also the the hole did not produce any echo so you can you know hello nothing you know and uh i, I like to think people just come there to yell hello into it that's what you do when you're around a big hole <laughs> uh, the other thing it did produce though john is a little bit weird stuff with the radio See, once old Mel brought his radio to the site as one's to do when you're laying down some pipe, I mean line into a hole. And uh, he, he said that he couldn't turn into like his normal radio stations, but instead radio played unknown voices in old timey music like he was picking up radio waves from the past. So what I really want to believe about this story, like let's even say the rest of it's true and Mel's hold is real. He had this little transistor radio with him. He turned it on, and he picks up an oldie station. Oh, holy shit. They're playing songs from 30 years ago. It is magic. Like, no, man. It's just, it's literally Mr. just the oldie station. Ooh, bring me. No one's heard this song in over 30 years. <laughs> that was the time before. So we got a hole, it's deep, it's got radio, no echo, dogs come back to life, yada, yada, yada. Now, not one to let a good hole go to waste. Everyone's favorite uncle, who goes by Sam, came swooping in when they heard about said hole. And Waters said, U.S. federal agents uh, came to seize the land because of its magical properties and kindly funded his relocation to Australia. Now, we're going to get on the weird shit with that. Uh, but that's what he said it happened. And that's pretty much the original account of the story, uh, of the Mel's Hole. And it's, and it really, and really, I can't stress it enough, sparked the imagination and attention of so many, not only Hysteria 51 listeners, but just people out there listening to Coast to Coast AM. I want to play you some of the audio from the initial call, just a little bit, uh, with Mel and Art. And then we'll go to break. So stay tuned. After the clip here for more Hysteria 51. Now to Eastern Washington. I guess this is Eastern Washington. Mel, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. When did you discover this hole? Well, the hole, the hole has always been there. We've been out there for a couple of years now. And, uh, you know, the hole has been there since we've been there. It's been there since the previous owner was there. And the previous owner there was quite elderly. And I, I'd say... He was there for a good 30, 40 years before we moved in. Wow. And then, uh. And so there's been a thing of throwing stuff down this hole for a long time. Oh, yeah. Long it's, time. It's, been, it's been going on, you know, <laughs> for as long as the hole has been there, I assume. The people from around there throw all the stuff in the hole. I mean, it's just been going on for a long time. Well, 
you know, I you know, I got to thinking one day, how come this hole is not filling up? It must be an awfully deep hole. You know, I used to be a uh, professional shark fisherman, so I had a couple of huge uh, uh, fishing reels, went out there and uh, started <laughs> letting the line down. I figure after one... Uh, Did you wait the line? Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's, in fact, the original line is still down there. I've just been adding to the line and keeping track of how much line I have used. There is a tremendous amount of naturally generated high-voltage electricity deep in the earth. What if the bottom of the hole on Mel's property is a naturally occurring focal point, a lot like the device that Mr. Markham built? The earth could have its own, in effect, time machine over the centuries through various quakes and so forth. All of the soil above the portal would have fallen into the bottom and been launched into some other time. This explains the lack of echoes in the apparent depth of the hole. Tell Mel to lower a clock down there. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all... 25 languages available for any trips you need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25 rows, that's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. I really, really, really want to zig a zip Nation, we are back, and we are still talking about Mel B's hole. I mean, Mel's hole. <laughs> I can't. I. It's just some of these are like I always talk about when people ask about this podcast. I'm like, well, it's like a dick and fart joke where we talk about aliens, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's probably the best description of this podcast. And it's you know we uh, aren't scared to make perhaps the uh, a blue joke here or there. But we don't chase them down. Um, but this one, I mean, couldn't they have come up with just a little bit different nomenclature? Yeah, a guy named Mel owns property, and there's a hole on it. What do you want? Mel's to call bottomless it? pit. The, the, <laughs> the 
ancientless one's slumber station. Like, I don't know. I mean, we can call it whatever we want. We can call it John's Dookie Mel's hole. Bottomless Pit sounds like a really, really good barbecue place <laughs> in, like, I don't know, middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Speaking of Dookie Hole that I just said, uh, <laughs> Nick from Brohio Podcast posted on Facebook. It was a picture of someone, and they had posted, they're like, fuck Halloween and they have a picture of their pumpkin. Someone took a shit in my pumpkin, and there was literally someone had shit in their pumpkin. And the first comment was, it's a spooky dookie. And I <laughs> laughed an unnatural amount at that. <laughs> I'm not even ashamed. I am not ashamed in the slightest. I cried laughing. <laughs> it's a spooky dookie. It's the level of, that's the level of humor that you get on this podcast. It is. It is. Now... I am going to tell you a little secret here. Oh, boy. Bell is not one to call once and be done, as you kind of stated earlier. He's going to call back because he's got more stories for O.R. Bell back in the day. Well, first, he's got to tell us about how the government seized his hole. Well, right. So he calls the next time. He tells them the events of the next day. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> isn't that the name of Porky's 2, the next day? Anyway. Further, you know, this call, further calls, they all reveal more details that we're going to get into a little bit here. But the next call fleshes out uh, all that old Uncle Sam business that we were kind of hinting at. So the next day after he calls Art, uniformed people stopped him from going on his own property. They're like, hey. And they said a plane had crashed and he couldn't enter his own property. Well, Mel's not an idiot. So he calls BS on the old Richard Doty technique that they were throwing out there. <laughs> I no, think that's it's the not Richard. Term. I mean, come on. It wasn't. A, it, it was a plane, not a spacecraft. Well, oh, that's true. They're like, uh, it was a plane carrying a spacecraft. <laughs> so it's threat time, though, because he was like, come on, guys, this is bullshit. So they say, mm, you know, a drug lab could easily pop up on the property if you don't pound sand and get out of here. Is I mean, what a threat of all the things. Do you, hey, we might just find a meth lab on your property if you don't shape up. <laughs> well, and then everyone goes, I knew it. I knew old waters. <laughs> all that anhydrous, and he ain't growing no corn. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Making all that meth in that hole. Well, it takes more than a threat to shake old Mel, and he tells him he's going to go to the news. Like, okay, well, you do that, and I'm going to the news. So they killed him and made it look like an accident. That does <laughs> match their usual M.O. <laughs> Actually, can't blame you on this one. Yeah, I, but I get no, it. Yeah. no, he doesn't say they had, you know, he called back in, so they didn't do that. He said they offered to lease the property, forget this, John, $250,000 a month. That's a pretty uh, pretty decent little chunk of change to let people go poking around in your back hole. And back that's hole? where they yeah. lost me in the story. I, I was I was in on Bottomless Hole. I was in on spooky radio stations and all the other details that we're uh, that we're that we're giving you, including bringing dogs back to life. But the government wants something and they'll pay you a quarter million dollars a month for it. No way. Eminent domain, that bitch. They governmented the whole... We'll get into that in just a second. I, I get what you're saying, but put it on the back burner. He's not an idiot, like I said, so he takes the money and promptly moves to Australia to help save wombats. What? Exactly. He literally <laughs> said his life goal was to go to Australia and save wombats, so... 
he shucks down the road off to Australia. Oh, was he the one? Was he the one during the Australian brush fires that was making the um, the mittens for koalas oh, yeah. and wombats? Probably. I mean, that's the only thing that makes. Did sense. you see that? Like, yes. It was literally. Oh man, it was like so they would burn their little though. paws from mm-hmm. the from trying to climb trees, you know, that were on fire. Um, and somebody was like making healing mittens for yeah. them. Yeah, it's so sad. Some of the pictures and stuff. Oh. So anyway, uh, he either went there because he wanted to save said wombats or he was told to leave. Both of those have been reported different times because the story's kind of changed. Anyway. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also got another thing that's going to blow your mind. Wombats suck. So less than a year later, he (laughs) comes back to Washington State and he says it's to visit friends and family uh, only to be told when he gets here. Uh, by the government that his property has been seized. So he does what everyone does. He goes to check his bank account. Well, guess what? There's no fucking money in his bank account. None of it. It's all gone. That $250,000 a month that he was, he was going to live off of when he got back here because he wasn't using because he doesn't take a ton of money to save wombats in the outback. They didn't pay him any of it or they had paid it. It went in there and then they took it before he could spend any of it. So there you go, John. There's the governmenting of the money. So he hops a bus like you do to go see family and gets into a fight and the police come to offer a ride to him and boom, his memory is blank from the ride then on. Well, that's because Uncle Jimmy knocked some sense into it. Well, he knocked something because when he comes to, he's in an alley in San Francisco with no fucking teeth. Ugh, been there. I have no doubt that that is true. So that's what Mark Twain meant when he said the longest winter he ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. That was a, a surprisingly textured and well thought out joke. What what exactly is happening? Danger. The capacitors have overheated. Initiating auto shutdown. This is a recorded response. Cheese muffins. <laughs> Motherfucking junk. <laughs> that tracks. That it is. does. <laughs> uh, so there he is. He's in San Francisco. No teeth. No money. And uh, so I want to follow yeah. the logic train here. I just want to. I just want to follow the logic train. All right. I'm in. I'm in Australia. I'm just not enjoying the the wombat life the way I thought I would. I'm not living my best wombat life. So it's time to go back to the states and and check on my hole. And I get back and. And not only have they seized my hole, but they have also seized the very money that they paid me for said hole. And rather than do you know staying there or pursuing the federal government in any way or shape or form, I'm going to hop on a bus to go see family in San Francisco. But once I get there, I'm going to get into a knockdown drag out fight with said family. Right. And uh, they're going to call the cops on me and I'm going to wake up. Uh, without any teeth or memory of uh, the incident. Well, he's lucky that he woke up in San Francisco because when you're lost out there and you're all alone, a light is waiting to carry you home everywhere you look. That's what they say about mm. that city by the bay. The city I knew. That- I knew what you were doing. <laughs> I knew it, and I yeah. the city of the rocks, the city that never sleeps. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're just about to get into a car crash. Like you see it happening, you see that you're not going to stop in time. You see what is about to take place, and you know if if someone were watching you, you you 
you barely move in that instant, but it feels like an eternity. You lining that joke up is, is was pretty much that car wreck for me. You're welcome, I think, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So it doesn't stop there, though, John. Shit keeps piling up on our hero, old Mel Waters. And uh, he's also presented with divorce papers because now he's a toothless. I mean, he's toothless, poor, lost mm-hmm. his whole, uh, you know. Speaking what, of holes. What do you expect? Uh, yeah. He's Mrs. Waters to hang around? Ugh, yeah. He is diagnosed with cancer, so fuck this. Mel! <laughs> yeah. And Mel, none of our <laughs> none of our appliances are avocado. <laughs> so fuck this. Mel, did you throw it all down the hole? <laughs> Why did he spend four thousand dollars on fishing test line? Oh, all I asked for was a new vacuum. It's nine miles from Ellen's. So anyway, fuck this. He Not decides. Miles of he decides to do the only. It'd be like two miles, five thousand two hundred eighty feet. What's that? Uh, I was no nine miles. Thinking, that's out. That's where the hole was. Nine miles out. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I, I was thinking about uh, like how deep. 5, it, like, five thousand two hundred eighty feet yeah. is one mile. So he's like so. twelve miles down. He was saying, if yeah, my yeah, yeah. Is right. Yeah, and carry the two. Okay. Yep. So fuck this. He decides to do the only rational thing: go on a search for other bottomless supernatural holes. Well, the first ones brought him so much luck. Why wouldn't you? Well, you know what can they do? Take his teeth. Guess what, John? He found him. He says he no! found him. He told old Art on January 29th, 2002, about a new bottomless hole that turned a sheep into an odd biological being with seal flippers and human eyes. God knows I have had that happen. What? What? <laughs> what? You know, you almost might say that he's got a nose for holes. That is... <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what needed to be said there. <laughs> and he's got holes for a nose. Yeah. Ah, ah, I know I ah. just brought up that other hole. We're not going to get into uh, the other holes much. They have stories of their own, like aliens and warnings and burning ice and said sheep, uh, you know, you know, normal shit, you know, stuff like that. The best part about that story uh, is the fact that the seal with flippers and human eyes came out of the inside of the sheep. It wasn't Help like it, 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 it wasn't like it was a change lean or something like that. No, 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 no. It was inside the sheep. They cut it open yeah. and then there was the animal. Am I part of God's plan? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> the best part of the story is like, he, he finishes. Good. Oh, God. He finishes the story and it almost like wraps up like a fairy tale. Like the seal flaps his little little flipper at him and jumps, smiles and jumps down the hole. Welp, I know my place. (laughs) Toodaloo! I only regret the jump! (laughs) Uh, So anyway... He did tell of other weird shit that his hole had done in these other calls, too. Like when locals said they saw black beams shooting out from the hole at times, you know, um, anti-light, maybe? Yeah, well, I think they they literally referred to it as that, anti-light. And he he also said if you held metal objects near the pit's nine-foot-wide opening, they would magically change into other metals. So it's like an alchemy pit, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just a... 
it's a pit of many surprises. Now, I only have my beginner's guild card in the uh, uh, National Alchemy Association. Mm. Um, but I, I'm curious as to what metals changed and, and if he ever produced examples. There are lots. Well, you know, there's dimes and mercury dimes and crazy shit with the wrong years. And I didn't get into a lot of it because it was like reading the Bible <laughs> and they got this and this. And there's a lot of places <laughs> that just have stats almost like it's his player rookie year. Uh, and I, I just skipped a lot of that because I didn't want to get into it. All right. So more important question. In the midst of moving to Australia, losing his teeth, getting divorced, catching cancer from the whole, I guess, I don't know, um, and all the other weird shit that we just covered, including a human seal, uh, in, in betwixt, he made sure to keep his good buddy Art Bell apprised of the situation. Well, you know, the the public's clamoring for more news of Mel Waters and his, his hole. So, like you said, it's a hell of a story, though, but he did make other appearances on Bell's show. I said 97, 2000, 2002, and then, of course, Coast to Coast AM rebroadcast shit constantly, and YouTube loves this story, and it's a hell of a story. I was uh, I was actually uh, reading Skeptoid about this. Mm-hmm. Brian Dunning um, is the guy that runs that website slash podcast, and mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of folks don't like Skeptoid because it it's skeptical about everything. But I I I, I like it. I, I think it makes. I think in stories where you are unaware of where the holes are, it's easy. <laughs> oh God, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, and I take it back. In a story where you are unaware of the um problems with the story, uh, he's good at sussing those out. Anyway, he but he's certainly pedantic at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. He uh, uh he goes on uh when he was telling the story about this to mention a caller from just a uh, a few weeks or a month removed from Mel Waters to Coast to Coast that came on to tell the story of this um of this lab that he worked at and how they were working on this pretty special teleportation technology and how there might have been some aliens involved and as you listen to the story it sounds more and more familiar because it's literally the story of Gordon Freeman from Half-Life, the video game Half-Life. <laughs> well, but I never played Half-Life, so like I might not know right off the bat. You no, know, what you're I mean? right. You're right. But, but this is this is the, mm-hmm. I, my, my my point is that's just how well they they fact check and back check. Uh, I, right. I love Coast to Coast. Right. I, 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 but come, it's not like because you make it on there, uh, you've proven anything. Uh, yeah, they, like you. You call up with a story, they're going to put you on the air if it sounds intriguing enough. Well, I found this pit originally because of my friend, Pitfall Harry, who used to jump over it. And sometimes he'd swing over it. And sometimes he'd swing over it and jump on on over a scorpion. Sometimes there'd be some alligators in the pit, and he'd jump on their heads. <laughs> and every now and then, somebody'd fire a bullet. And it was a large bullet. <laughs> Cold bar. Yay! <laughs> not exactly Half Life, but Pitfall. You know what am I saying? What do you, what, what do you want? <laughs> the, this story, though, is pretty fun because it creates what uh, they described online. They called this style like the modern rule myth, and I dig that. Even if it's not true, stories like this in modern time, rule, meaning like modern, rural, yeah, like rural. When we say rule, we mean like you know out in the country, yeah. Uh, I like that in, even in a time when the world is so small, stories like this are still birthed. Now, I say even if it's not true, you know, it's a whole, a dude owns it. 
He's on the radio. Let's find this fucking thing, right? I mean, that that seems to be step number one. He's talking about this. One would think. Well, now starts the issues. I mean, almost immediately after the first time, people start looking into the story and into Mel Waters. And the exact location of the hole was unspecified. So people do what they do. And they people are great about these things. It's like you just said, finding that they get to work. And they find that no such person was listed as residing in that area. Unsurprising, it's a nom de plume. I mean, when you've got right. when you've got a hole like this, you don't just go sharing that shit. That's not the thing that throws me off that much. I mean, why would you probably use your your real name? You know, in such a, a situation like this, Waters. Oh, he claimed that his wife worked for Central Washington University, and he gave her name. That fact was untrue. Also, now big deal. Like you said, people use fake names. Do you think John Goforth is a real name? Please. You know, like, fuck, it doesn't even sound real. Good point. Anyway, Good point. <laughs> back to a different gaping hole. Fake names aside. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What just happened? <laughs> no, no, not you. No, just back. You know, people want to see this thing. And, John, people tried. Local news reporters even uh, investigated the claims, and they found, uh, once again, no public records of anyone named Mel Waters ever residing or owning property in the county. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> that was really interesting to me, because they, not only did they not find Mel Waters or a relative owning property, they also said that they couldn't even find a transaction of property taking place in, like, a general, like, you know, Throw, throw a radius on a map because he had area. thrown a radius and they expanded it out and nothing fit the bill nothing fit the bill in in that year uh from anyone with any name and then they expanded that out and they just it didn't fit the bill so to speak um so that's a telling little thing and then you got this geologist named jack powell he's with the state department of natural resources and he says that the hole does not exist because it is geologically impossible and if it did we would know. He says, this is why he says a hole that, that deep would collapse on into itself under the tremendous pressure and heat from the surrounding strata. So Powell said an ordinary old mine shaft on property was probably the inspiration for the stories. It could even have been a, a well because of the ringing around it. And he commented that Mel's hole had established itself as a legend based on no evidence at all. Fuck you, Powell. Calm your tits, robot. So <laughs> <laughs> now what? Now, wait, wait, wait. Hey, in in Seabot's defense, um, didn't we say that because it's a magic hole that all these silly things like physics and nature don't apply? So it is interesting. They even talked about how like deep holes like that can change um, you know, barometric pressures and, and cause like atmospheric conditions and stuff like that. And so but you're right. We're not taking into consideration magic. Exactly. Thank you. Just. Yeah. Several people also claim to see it. And now, if you remember back to the story, Mel also said that farmers threw like cattle into it when they were dead and people dumped their trash. He dumped his trash in there the entire time he'd been there. No one had ever heard anything ever hit. So then they go out and they talk to everyone uh, living in the area. No one knows what the fuck they're talking about or they're really good at keeping a secret. Um, which is, you know, <laughs> would be astonishing. Well, you said several, several people claim to have seen it. Mel claims that several people have seen it. There right. aren't several people saying, yeah, oh, yeah I there saw There weren't several, but there was at least one. Maybe he could lead us to it. That one person, maybe. We're going to find out who that was 
And uh, if he could, right after the break, that's coming up on Hysteria 51. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them, and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope mm-hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes so subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram and we'll have all the updates there. A-Cash, A-Cash, A-Cash recommends. Brent, one of the theories I've, I read about Mel's Hole is it, it it at the bottom. It's it's not bottomless. It, it it in fact, you probably re you reach the bottom fairly quickly once you jump in the bottom of it on this plane of existence. Oh, it's like a wormhole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That so um, and that's the reason that you know you it, you might think it's bottomless because you know you put a weight on test line and it and you can always draw it back because it's it's kind of going in and out of another dimension. Maybe a pocket universe, even. I don't know. Just don't know. when I think you can't get any stupider, you say something like that. That's my story. Uh, so no. <laughs> and completely. No, no. <laughs> you left me hanging. Was, okay. All right. Little- so, Brent, you mentioned before the break that there was one other person at minimum who claims that the hole is real. Yeah, that came forward and said, I'll be damned or I'll be dipped. Uh, that's the more PC way to say it. Uh, I'll be so dangled funny. in a hole. I know where it's at. His name is Gerald R. Osborne. Now, that's not what he likes to go by. No, no, no. He goes by Red Elk, which, okay, so here's the thing. We want want to be careful here. Uh, We are not making fun of the man for being Native American, nor are we making fun of any Native Americans. What we are making fun of is the fact that Mr. Osborne is reportedly 0% Native American, calls himself Red Elk, and says he is a intertribal medicine man. These are his words, half-breed, Native American, and white. Yeah, and if you look at him, he looks like the dude at every table to Cracker Barrel. Um, (laughs) He is nowhere near as good as the half-Indian tracker I have on my Spec Ops team. For the last time, Predator is a movie, and you were not in it. I I can't even believe I have to fucking say that. (laughs) I mean, you you can believe it. Let's be honest. That's true. Uh, That's true. So so anyway, listen. Gerald told reporters in 2012... Uh, uh, Sorry. Red Elk. Oh, my bad. Red Elk told reporters in 2012 that he visited the hole many times since 1961 and claimed the U.S. government maintained a top secret base there where, quote, alien activity occurs. I knew it. <laughs> uh huh. So there it is. A person who frequents it and confirms. Let's go. Well, wait. Oops. No, nope. no, nope, nope, not so much because he said he was going to lead folks there. In 2002, he uh, organized an expedition of 30 people to 
you guessed it, nothing. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Somehow they got out in the middle of nowhere and he kind of forgot where it was. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, the 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 spirits didn't want him to find it that day. They just were the, he, the, they weren't in the cards. It's true. It's true. He's pretty sure, though, that its actual purpose is to connect us with the quasi-reptilian creatures that live in the center of the Earth. Does that oh, sound familiar? Yeah, well, but now we're all coming. And they're also Nazis. Banging on all cylinders now. <laughs> sure. Oh, God. And Brent, if it wasn't bad enough that there's this bottomless pit just sitting there reincarnating pets and having aliens live in it, if that weren't bad enough, the aliens are gay. Take so, it from so, the mouth of babes. And by yeah. mouth of babes, here's Red Elk. There's going to be some real interaction. And they want to control us as slaves, as food, as sex items. Doesn't matter if they're male and you are either, I'll guarantee you. So so it's not that it's not that they would be taking you forcibly. It's the fact that it might be a male alien taking you forcibly. <laughs> Hey, I mean, do we even know if they're male or female? Like, maybe we don't understand the way that they... I just love that, I mean, he can't even hide his homophobic and bigoted tendencies uh, when he's telling stories about made-up aliens and holes that go to the, the, the hollower. So, I, I'm in, in my estimation, Red Elk had some uh, Mel's Hole fan fiction going on right there. I think that's, yeah. And we didn't even get into the Denver The Last Dinosaur aspects of it. So, okay. <laughs> the best fan fiction. How do so many people, though, John, my question is, who knew where it was and or routinely dump shit into it, disappear or forget or keep it secret whenever the world comes a knocking? Trying to find well, I, I think you already nailed it. Magic. It's cloaked from prying eyes. It's there. We just don't see it because they choose for us not to. That's true. It's not That's invisible. True. We just don't notice. But Brent, there have been holes that are crazy and deep and have crazy shit going on yeah. with them. Mine shafts are common, especially in, in that part of Washington. John, you and I have experience with mine shafts. Your, your house growing up had mine subsidence. My house was right next to a mine. We had a giant shaft that they filled constantly when I was growing up. Shafts aside. Poor, poor Brent. When he was a little one, he was constantly exposed to this giant shaft. Yeah. They say that it is not a possible <laughs> thing outside the, the realm of the supernatural. Where, as we've told you, all bets are off. But the physics of a hole collapsing on itself is there, the heat, etc. And the, the, one of the reasons that we know that is there's this thing called the Cola Super Deep Borehole, or people call it the Well to Hell. And it is the deepest spot on Earth that is man-made and we, that we have drilled to, and it's 40,230 feet or 7.6 miles. Mel's hole is twice as deep, he said, uh, that he got to. And up at the Cola Super Deep Borehole, drilling was stopped in 92 because the temps down there were 356 degrees Fahrenheit, and they said at that heat... 
rock kind of turns to plastic and pressure is just multiple atmospheres. Yeah, well, and, like it behaves like plastic, so it makes yeah. it so much harder to drill. And it's just, it, you, it's impossible. Another unexpected discovery was these huge pockets and quantities of hydrogen gas that it, when they're drilling, it mud filled up. They said it was boiling with hydrogen, so much hydrogen that it just came up through all the rubble. That was at a depth of half as deep as Mel's hole. And you could not drop string with a weight on the end of it without melting it. But, uh, again, magic. So. Well, you also get to a point where, like, I was reading somewhere that uh, in Washington, the Earth's crust can vary in in size from anywhere uh, anywhere from um, I think they I think the, the at its uh, shortest or uh, uh, smallest it was something like um, uh, uh, thirty thousand feet, mm-hmm. and at its, at its largest at like to a hundred to one hundred twenty thousand feet. Point being, when you start talking about 80,000 feet and beyond, you get to the point where you're going to get past the Earth's crust. Right, right, or you can, and and all bets are off. Right. Look at the issues the Oak Island boys have at getting deep enough to find stuff. You know, they, they have flooding, they have cave-ins constantly. People can't even get down there. I mean, it's just a well, nightmare. But again, nightmare. they don't have magic. Well, yeah, they, they have uh, coconut fibers, and it's not the same. <laughs> it's- Almost the same. Now, we did tell you about those other weird holes. There are more. If you guys want to look into them, we're going to have links on our website in our show notes. And some of it reads like stereo instructions, but there are a lot of information on other things. Um, There was the Basque hole, B-A-S-Q-U-E. Is that how you would say it? Yeah, Basque. Kind of like the Basque country. Uh, Kimberly's hole. That is my fave OnlyFans site to date. (laughs) Uh, of course it is. And there's others, but those are the big ones. The big three were the Basque, Kimberly, and Mel's Hole. And there's I thought his favorite OnlyFans site was like a Frigid Air OnlyFans. <laughs> Just slamming uh, someone's hand in a back and forth on a Frigid Air. Mm, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Get it, appliance. <laughs> Let's try to bring this beast home. John, speaking of Skeptoid, we got a, a quote from them. Why don't you hit him with that? Because I thought it was pretty sure. good. But why did Mel's Hole strike such a nerve and convince so many people that it was real? Believers in the Merely Curious set up a website, melshole.com, to share information and track progress on finding either Mel or his mysterious hole. The site generated more than 8,000 posts on nearly 600 topics until its moderator threw in the towel and acknowledged that no progress had been made in 10 years since Mel called the Coast to Coast AM program, and that the site was effectively dead unless Mel came forward. Yep, yep, yep. And I think more importantly than that, even Brent, let's end this this with a quote from Philip Lipson, who is the co-director of Seattle's Museum of the Mysteries. Mr. Lipson. I kind of call it the Moby Dick of the Northwest because it's like, you know, like this Moby Dick was about a whale, this is about a hole. <laughs> I think I think that has to be added to the show. I like think I think it needs to be on the fucking soundboard. Seabot, make it that's so. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that. It's that like is, Moby Dick. It is, but a hole. That's right next to Travis Walton and things being so huge, bigger than Walmart's. I mean, that is great. Oh man, yeah. So John, 
let's bring it home home and, and give our, our thoughts on this. This was, like I said, I want to talk about this a little bit because this was something that so many people had asked for. And then, uh, old snatch twat picked it. Uh, of course, if you've listened to the fucking episode, you know, this, this story doesn't pass my smell test and it shouldn't yours either. A person called a popular Fortean radio show using a fake name and told an impossible story about an unverifiable place uh, with magical properties. No one can back it up because, you know, they don't exist. No one exists that that has been or at least came forward. But it is fun. So fun that it caught the nation's attention. And if you're into these topics, it's one that a lot of people have latched onto. Millions of people listen to these calls and were hooked by the idea of, I think the unknown being true was probably the, the catch on it. Some people still go out searching for the whole, and that means people are out there searching for the unknown. And that's important to me because it's what John and I do week after week for you guys. So whole or not. It sure has a lot of value, I think, a story like this. It's gotten its mileage out of it uh, for just a dude calling into a radio show. Or, maybe it is all true and you can't find him because the powers that be lizard his past and took over the whole. I know that was our plan when I left the NSA back in 1999. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes <laughs> and more on sense that note. Than, than some of the shit he said. I, I mean, Brent. I don't have much to add. You're right. I, I agree with you. It's a it's a ridiculous story that I find has a zero percent chance of being true. Uh, I don't believe in magic holes that you don't pay for. I'm sorry. No, I don't believe in magic holes. <laughs> I don't believe in bottomless pits. I don't believe in any of this story at all. You gotta pay the troll toll if you wanna get the boy's soul. Did you say boy's soul or boy's hole? Sorry, always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Frank. Soul. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm happy for this one. I'm happy we did it, John. I am too. I am too. I enjoy. I enjoyed. I enjoyed doing the research. But I want to know from the nation if we're wrong. If we are just missing the boat, and Mel's hole is out there reviving dogs and cattle and changing metals around yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And the best place they can do that is go to our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. This week, your homework is to post a picture of your favorite hole on Hysteria Nation. It is not. It is not. It's not your homework. But you can nope. post about uh, mysterious holes that are in True. the ground that fit and don't get us banned from Facebook. <laughs> you can do that there. Don't forget also Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our Facebook page. We got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can get every two weeks we're doing Mad Blurry Hysteria, radio dramas, all sorts of fun stuff. T-shirts, pins, posters, Stickers to stick on anything. Someone put one on the Great Wall of China and took photos. Oh my god, recently. I saw it was so great. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of graffiti, but that vandalism hit close to home. So you know, good for that you. That was so great. I mean, <laughs> that individual only has to spend the next thirty years of their life in a Chinese prison for yeah. doing so. But it, I mean, <laughs> worth it to me. Yeah. Thanks, Zhang. No, I think that's uh, <laughs> that's another language. But anyway, Can, uh, Cantonese. <laughs> uh, voicemail seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. 
Again, 773-669-7277. How about some Twitter, John? Tell them about Twitter. Well, it's a website. Now, uh, go to Twitter and follow us uh, as, a, as a podcast, and that's at Hysteria51Pod. You can also follow us as individuals. He is at the Brent Hand. I am at GoFoLight, the number one. Yeah, that's G-O-F-O-L-I-T-E one. That's right. Give us a, a follow on Twitter, and we, we're, we'd love to grow our, our people on there. Reddit, you can find it. Uh, we have a, a Hysteria 51 subreddit. All our social media links you can find. One spot, Hysteria51.com. Gofopedia.com. G-O-F-O-P-E-D-I-A.com. Tell a friend about the show. Tell them about a hole you want them to know about. I think that's a nice thing to it's do. It's what friends do. It's what friends do, Brent. <laughs> you got a, good a thing. hole it's a good, in listen, me. Listen, it's a good thing we aren't friends. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hole in me. Yeah, no, it's a, what a, what a crazy fucking story. I'm gonna say, we need to organize some people calling in randomly to George and Ori on Coast to Coast telling a story <laughs> that just catches them. Tell various video game stories. <laughs> there I was, hungry, and there's pellets everywhere. But the place was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but they can only be a 20, a 20, a 20 2600 games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might say I went on a so adventure, <laughs> and everything went kaboom. <laughs> so I had this pet kangaroo who loved to box and ring bells. Um, that's all he did all yeah. day. Box and ring bells. Uh, by the way, I've been playing some Atari Twenty Six Hundred lately, Brent. Um, I saw you got one. Yeah, I got one for my three year old, and have been uh, indoctrinating him into video games the the way in which I was indoctrinated. You also got on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Junior, which is actually the newer looking of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Yeah, that's right. I didn't get it, the Woody. It matches the the seventy eight hundred and the. 5200 so that's kind of cool i i have the old school heavy sixer you know what i learned what's that contrary to the visual design of the atari 2600 junior it's actually meant to be set up backwards essentially meaning the where you plug all the cords in and stuff that should be facing you i my entire childhood it was facing away from me and it was such a pain in the ass to change out the the joysticks, and you had to put the game in backwards. What you need to you do, know. John, you got to go get yourself a Sega Genesis controller because they work on an Atari, and then some of those games are easier with that. They made a they made a, a D-pad, a directional pad for it, but they're expensive. A Sega Genesis controller will work just fine on it. I'll get one. I also need to get one of those um, paddles. There's, like, I, there's some games that I can't play because the joystick, like, physically... Like it's not that it works better; it just doesn't work. Like, so you uh, need like the 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 spinny paddle. You're saying, with the yeah, like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark's one of them. Uh, Breakout is another. Oh yeah, uh, Kaboom! One of my favorite games of all time on there. Yeah, is another. Yeah, yeah. which is just catching <laughs> catching bombs in a bucket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, beat them and eat them. That's one you should get your kid. It's uh, a guy jerking off, and you're a woman, and you catch the semen in your mouth. That's a real game. Swear to God. Oh, is that like a homebrew? No, it was. There was a few pornographic games released back then. Oh, like like a small indie publisher released it. Yeah, but they were released. Wow. No, I don't think I'll be getting that one. Uh, although I did get as part of a as part of like a bulk buy, I got the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Burger Time. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it didn't it didn't hold up so well on the on the retrofit or whatever. Yeah. They Burger doing. Time and uh Tapper Pac Man aren't are as good. Well the Pac Man was notoriously horrible. Um but yeah. E. T. if you read the directions, it'll make a lot more sense. And it's not as terrible of a game as everyone says it is. You gotta read the directions and then it makes a lot more sense. Getting out of the holes and shit may, is is easier. Speaking My of holes sense. <laughs> that's, that's been Mel's our story hole. of Mel's hole. Well, with that said, John, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.